Hello friends, today we are going to be reading in John chapter 18. I hope everyone has had a good week. I know it seems kind of tough to make it through the week whenever stress and anxiety and worry overtakes your mind, but just hang in there. Always pray to God and he's right there when you need him. Speaking of prayer, let's go ahead and get into our prayer so that we can read this word. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the blessings that you have brought upon us, for the blessings that we will receive. Lord, thank you for your mercy and kindness and your love. Thank you for the sacrifice of your only Son that we may be forgiven. Thank you for meeting us where we are and not waiting until we're perfect to be able to find you because we would never be able to make it there. So thank you for finding us in our deepest, darkest places and bringing us up. Lord, we pray that you allow us to breathe in the Holy Spirit today and help the Holy Spirit guide us through our day. Help us to open up our eyes and ears and listen for the Holy Spirit's guidance Help us to discern false prophets and true prophets that we may know which path to follow. Lord, we pray that you give us the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to really grasp the word that we are about to receive and put it into work into our own lives. Lord, we pray that you would allow us to spread this word with whoever needs to hear it and help us to bear the fruits of your spirit throughout our day. Give us your peace, Lord, that we may walk around this world in all the stress and anxiety and chaos of this world and keep our heads held high knowing that you are God and that you have the perfect plan for us in place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, this first section is called Jesus Arrested. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches and lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, "'Who is it you want?' Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. 
Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. This next section is called Peter's First Denial. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty, and brought Peter in. You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? she asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold, and the servants and the officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. This next section is called The High Priest Questions Jesus. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? He demanded. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. This next section is called Peter's Second and Third Denials. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. This last section is called Jesus Before Pilate. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness they did not enter the palace, because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this, he went out again to the Jews, gathered there, and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, 
No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. So that is the end of chapter 18. So usually whenever I go over stuff from BibleStudyTools.com, I am having to look back at my phone, remember what I read, and then go into the recording and record. But today I brought my iPad, so I'm going to go over pretty much everything. So if you have a minute, listen. It gives a lot of good insight. Okay, this first section is breaking down verses 1 through 12. Sin began in the Garden of Eden. There the curse was pronounced. There the Redeemer was promised. And in a garden that promised seed entered into conflict with the old serpent. Christ was buried also in a garden. Let us, when we walk in our gardens, take occasion from thence to meditate on Christ's sufferings in a garden. Our Lord Jesus, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and asked, Whom seek ye? When the people would have forced him to a crown, he withdrew. This part is referencing John chapter 6 verse 15. But when they came to force him to a cross, he offered himself. For he came into this world to suffer and went to the other world to reign. He showed plainly what he could have done. When he struck them down, he could have struck them dead, but he would not do so. It must have been the effect of divine power that the officers and soldiers let the disciples go away quietly. After the resistance which had been offered, Christ set us an example of meekness in sufferings and a pattern of submission to God's will in everything that concerns us. It is but a cup, a small matter. It is a cup that is given us. Sufferings are gifts. It is given us by a father who has a father's authority and does us no wrong. A father's affection and means us no hurt. From the example of our Savior, we should learn how to receive our lighter afflictions and to ask ourselves whether we ought to oppose our Father's will or to distrust His love. We were bound with the cords of our iniquities, with the yoke of our transgressions. Christ, being made a sin offering for us, to free us from those bonds, Himself submitted to be bound for us. To His bonds we owe our liberty. Thus the Son makes us free. In this section, we're breaking down verses 13 through 27. Simon Peter denied his master. The particulars have been noticed in the remarks on the other Gospels. The beginning of sin is as the letting forth of water. The sin of lying is a fruitful sin. One lie needs another to support it, and that another. If a call to expose ourselves to danger be clear, we may hope God will enable us to honor him. If it be not, we may fear that God will leave us to shame ourselves. They said nothing concerning the miracles of Jesus by which he had done so much good and which proved his doctrine. Thus the enemies of Christ, whilst they quarrel with his truth, willfully shut their eyes against it. He appeals to those who heard him. The doctrine of Christ may safely appeal to all that know it and those who judge in truth bear witness to it. Our resentment of injuries must never be passionate. He reasoned with the man that did him the injury, and so may we. 
Okay, this next section is breaking down verses 28 through 32. It was unjust to put one to death who had done so much good, therefore the Jews were willing to save themselves from reproach. Many fear the scandal of an ill thing more than the sin of it. Christ has said he should be delivered to the Gentiles, and they should put him to death. Hereby that saying was fulfilled. He had said that he should be crucified, lifted up. If the Jews had judged him by their law, he had been stoned. Crucifying never was used among the Jews. It is determined concerning us, though, not discovered to us, what death we shall die. This should free us from the disquiet about the matter. Lord, what, when, and how thou hast appointed. Okay, this last section is going to go over verses 33 through 40. Art thou the king of the Jews? That king of the Jews, who has been so long expected, Messiah the prince, art thou he? Dost thou call thyself so? And wouldest thou be thought so? Christ answered this question with another, not for evasion, but that Pilate might consider what he did. He never took upon him an earthly power, never were any traitorous principles or practices laid to him. Christ gave an account of the nature of his kingdom. Its nature is not worldly. It is a kingdom with men, set up in their hearts and consciences. Its riches spiritual, its power spiritual, and its glory within. Its supports are not worldly. Its weapons are spiritual. It needed not, nor used force to maintain and advance it, nor opposed any kingdom but that of sin and Satan. Its object and design are not worldly. When Christ said, I am the truth, he said, in effect, I am a king. He conquers by the convincing evidence of truth. He rules by the commanding power of truth. The subjects of this kingdom are those that are of the truth. Pilate put a good question. He said, what is truth? When we search the scriptures and attend the ministry of the word, it must be with this inquiry. What is truth? And with this prayer, lead me in thy truth into all truth. But many put this question who have not patience to persevere in their search after the truth or not humility enough to receive it by the solemn declaration of Christ's innocence. It appears that the Lord Jesus was treated as the worst of evildoers. He never deserved such treatment, but it unfolds the design of his death that he died as a sacrifice for our sins. Pilate was willing to please all sides and was governed more by a worldly wisdom than by the rules of justice. Sin is a robber, yet is foolishly chosen by many rather than Christ, who would truly enrich us. Let us endeavor to make our accusers ashamed as Christ did, and let us beware of crucifying Christ afresh. So that's it for the commentary. I hope you guys found this useful. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to email me and I will get back to you when I can. Till next time.